All right, guys. On today's episode of the We Make Supplements podcast, Sean and I have a very special guest. His name is Jesse Witham. He was just uh, inaugurated as the vice president of the AMA here in Pittsburgh. And uh, today we're going to talk about some interesting topics. Sean, are you excited? I'm excited. Welcome, Jesse. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Love the podcast. La- last time I saw you, we were uh, stuffing our faces with uh, tacos. Taco. Yeah. Octopus tacos. Octopus tacos. Octopus yeah. tacos. So you just moved to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. It's been about three months now. I'm so yep. sorry, man. I've been here for a little over two years. <laughs> have you have you realized that it rains here every single day? I, I'm I'm starting to realize that. Whether it's yeah. five minutes, yeah. six hours, every single day, yeah. you can't escape it. It's I kind of welcome it though. I mean, coming from LA, where it rains twice a year, you know, I'm not complaining. All right, so Sean, most people don't know this, but there's a riveting topic that we're going to be discussing today. Okay. Search engine optimization, SEO. It's like what everyone's been waiting for at home. I know it. <laughs> and what nobody, most people don't know what that means. Well, Jesse happens to be an expert. So why don't we answer that first? What is SEO? SEO or search engine optimization is uh, basically about making uh, companies or people's websites rank in Google for what they want to what does that mean, ranking Google? So if uh, let's say you're a mortgage broker and you are in Pittsburgh. When someone types in Pittsburgh mortgages, Pittsburgh mortgage broker, you're the first one that shows up. Mm. So you get that business. So if it's a term that gets searched hundreds of thousands of times a month, uh, if you can rank there organically or naturally, you don't have to pay for any of that traffic. It's basically free traffic for, for life once you're there. So, so organic ranking in search engines, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, right? exactly. I threw out another word there, organic. Yep. What, what does that mean to the end user? Just means naturally being there based on merit, you know, not being a paid ad. You know, so whenever you search for something, you're always going to see uh, the, the top few and the bottom few on the page. Those are ads. They're paid for. So anyone can just be there regardless of merit, basically. Um, Sean, you got that? I understand. I think there's some millennials that might not understand it, so I'll make it really easy. You know, on your Instagram newsfeed, if it doesn't say sponsored, that's organic. Yeah. That's someone that actually did it themselves, <laughs> yeah. and it was just there, right? Yeah. But when it says sponsored, that means someone paid for it to be there, which makes it pay. Exactly. The, yeah. the millennials at home are like, oh, my God, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's the same thing in Google. You know, you can you can pay to be somewhere, or you can make sure that your content's optimized, you know, SEO-wise, and then you'll be there naturally for free. All right, so Jesse, I got to get some off my chest, man. I'm really, really tired of these companies from China and these companies from like like Florida hitting me up and like, <laughs> hey, we'd like to do the SEO on your website. We're going to give you all these bullet points because we looked at your website and your back end is missing X, Y, and Z. I'm like, God damn it. I put the X, Y, and Z on the website. Why aren't they seeing it? But why, why are these companies like reaching out like well, I mean, it's funny that you compare Florida to China. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just saying there's a bunch of SEO companies yeah. out in Florida. Yeah. No, uh, especially overseas, whether it's uh, you know China, India, Bangladesh. There's a lot of countries that um, they offer very, very low-priced SEO services, which at the end of the day, uh, you know, most of them are probably worthless. You get what you pay for. But uh, it's, it's easy spam for them. You know, uh, and that's exactly what it is. They'll just they have bots that crawl through social media, um, crawl through websites, do automated campaigns to any website owner. So basically, as soon as you register a website, you're going to be on the list of all those offshore SEO companies and you're going to start getting spam uh, that are that's targeted towards that. So you've been in business like forever. How many times have you talked to any of those companies that have emailed you? 
I've never responded. Never, not know. once. No, because I mean, I was always under the impression that they probably didn't even read the website, and they were just saying that these things were missing. And you know, I wouldn't know. I'm not a tech savvy person, so I wouldn't know if they were missing or not. Anyway, so why would I even respond? You know. So, so let's talk about. I mean, you've hired an SEO company at some point in your career. Years ago, maybe okay. a decade ago. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's like a a checklist for how to pick a good SEO company? I would be the wrong person to ask. I, I would Jesse. rather ask the question and, and say like, you know, how has SEO changed from when, like when I think of SEO, cause I haven't really thought about the term SEO or really put any credibility into it over the last five years, sure. right? 10 years ago. He's lying. We had a long talk about it when we had to come up with this slogan that says we make supplements. I'm like, Sean, no one's looking up SDC when you're looking up supplement manufacturers, right? Yeah, and I understand SEO, but I, I just think it's changed a lot probably in the last 15, 10, and 5 years, and then now, right? Like, what does that actually mean? I mean, you know, from my understanding, a decade ago when people were asking me, you know, hey, can I do SEO work for, you know, your Time brand or SDC? And I was like, okay, well, explain to me what this is. And they're like, oh, we're going to put certain words in your website and different things like that. And it's like, to me, I don't think that's the answer today, right? I mean, because if everybody did that, then everyone's on an even playing field. And how do, how do you stand out? But, yeah. So I would ask Jesse, like, what does SEO mean today versus what it meant 10 or 15 years ago? Don't hold back. Tell everyone the truth. All right. No, it's a really good question because, you know, a, d a decade ago, most of SEO was about on-page optimization, which is what you just talked about. Okay. So uh, the titles, the keywords, uh, the, the content, the images, that made up more than 50% of the algorithm over a decade ago. Um, but as that got easier and easier to spam, and more and more websites got put out there, the, uh, Google started, uh, and we'll talk about Google specifically because they're 95% of the market share. Um, but Google- You're saying people don't use Bing or Yahoo? I mean, no. Not really. <laughs> Ask Jeeves? Is that still around? I don't know. I'm not sure if they're around or not anymore. But uh, so it, you have to do link building too. That in, in 2019, the majority of ranking has to do with how strong your domain is. It's called domain authority ranking. And it's a one to a hundred scale. So Wikipedia would be at the top of that scale. A brand new site you registered today would be a zero at the bottom. Why, of the why would Wikipedia be at the top of that? Can you help me mm -hmm. understand yeah, just, what is link building and why Wikipedia has mm -hmm. that? It, it's it's an authority ranking. Okay. So who Google has the most trust in has the higher authority ranking. So Wikipedia being something that is uh, has millions and millions of pages that are constantly being edited by trusted people. Uh, it ranks for almost anything you type in. You'll see a Wikipedia yeah. link for it, right? It's just, it's a trust factor. So who from Wikipedia is dropping off duffel bags of cash at Google headquarters? <laughs> well, they're a nonprofit, so. Wikipedia is nonprofit? Yeah. Which means yeah. they have more bags of cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But to go back to your question, it's it's all about link building, getting trusted sites to link to your content. So once you do the optimization, you put the right keywords in, your images are optimized, your headers, all these different you know technical aspects of the code, you still have to get other sites to link to you. So okay, you, so great question on that. Let me yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. But, so we get people that reach out and they say, hey, look, I wrote this great article. Can I link to your site? Right. And where I'm always confused is like, is this benefiting the person reaching out to me or is this benefiting me or benefiting both of us? I mean, as long as it's not a spammy site, it's benefiting both of you because uh, linking out to someone who's considered a trusted authority source in the industry uh, can benefit 
the person linking as well. Um, everything about SEO in 2019 is confidence votes in a way. So every time someone links to a piece of content from a, a site that Google already trusts, Google counts that as a vote. So for example, let's say the word supplement manufacturer. If you Google that and you see what 8 million results will show up, that means all 8 million have those words on their page somewhere. And probably the top thousand are pretty well optimized for it. So who's going to be number one versus number 10 versus number 500 has to do with what authoritative sources are talking about them, linking to them, uh, social media influencers, news articles, blogs, that, that all matters. All right. Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty, though. How do you pick someone to do that for you? Mm -hmm. Because most people don't know how to do that. Yeah. And it's just like anything else. You want to go with someone who has a good track record, right? Um, so you wouldn't hire a logo designer without looking at their portfolio, right? It's the same thing. So you need to ask whoever you're considering working with uh, for SEO, you need to say, okay, show me some case studies. Show me some references, some past examples. Where do you rank? And if they can't point and say, look, we have this uh, attorney who ranks number one for injury lawyer. Here's the case study on it. You know, we, if they don't have those examples, they're probably not very good at their job. So, okay, so two questions on that. If somebody is a, an injury attorney, for example, just to use the one you use, would a, a good SEO person or firm be able to show, question one, would they be able to show, hey, this person was ranked 80th in Pittsburgh, and when we were done at three months, four months, well, however long it took, they're they're constantly coming up at, you know, number three. Mm -hmm. Like, would they be able to show that data? Yeah. And then how credible is that data, or how easy is it to fudge that data for people that are completely yeah. ignorant to the topic? Yeah, no, I mean, those are good questions. You definitely can prove that. Because it's the same thing if you're the client, you're going to want to see that same stuff to make sure that you're actually getting the ROI, right? So uh, a good SEO company will give you weekly or monthly reporting that says, look, here's where you did rank. Here's what we did over the course of the month. Here's where you rank now. And every month you should get a report uh, that shows the ranking increases and what work went into those increases. So that's what you want to, uh, that's what you want to hear from them. And then, so, so second question, how, if somebody or a company has, you know, not a lot of experience with mm -hmm. that, how easy is it for a firm to just send a report, but, you know, not I mean, understanding how to validate yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Well, no, because, I mean, I asked no, this right, for though. a specific I mean, yeah, reason, yeah. right? I remember, I, I can remember one specific instance, and this was more along, like, uh, design work. Yeah. And I don't know why I remembered, but I sent an agency that we had doing some design work and I sent back and I said, hey, can you make this change? And I remember like three minutes later, I got the change back and I was like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. You know, and then for whatever reason, when I looked at the bill like a month later, wait a second, right, what change did you ask a design company? To I make? can't remember the change that I asked them to make, but okay. it was just like, hey, can you do this? And they literally changed it very quickly. It was like, you know, three minutes, eight minutes. It was it was minutes. But then when I looked at the bill, uh, a month later, it was like a uh, design change and it was like uh, 1.5 hours, you know, $325. And I was like, I literally remember getting the email back in minutes, you know, but like if, if you don't know how long it takes to change something or if I didn't remember I got yeah. that email back, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I asked for a change. It took them an hour and a half to do it. Yeah. So that's why I've always been nervous to mm -hmm. outsource things like design or SEO because yeah. you just don't know what you're getting for your money a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, with SEO, it's not like uh, I mean, I don't do it this way. Um, I, I know most of the large firms don't do it by the hour. You know, it's more yeah. like by the result. At the end of the day, if you want to rank for the words supplements, 
who who cares at the end of the day how much hours it took to get that to happen, right? You just want the result. Yeah. So that's not really something that I've seen as a problem because it's a, it's a by performance industry, right? But um, going back to your question about can it be faked? Of course it can. So yeah. that's why you want to ask for references. You know, don't just take someone's word for it that you know they they did this work and here's the result. Even if the result was true, I mean, how do you know that there was even a client, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you need to do. Seriously, you say, okay, well, show me some case studies and give me some references. And, and then whoever the company is that they say, this is what we did, this is how great the result was, call that company and say, you know, hey, you know, can you give a reference for this person? They said that they did all this SEO work for you. You just but have so to do we, your due diligence. Yeah. Let's jump into real life examples of this type of uh, situation, okay. right? I, I, you know, I was a graphic designer, web developer forever. I feel like clients don't know what the hell they want and they don't know what's good for them, right? So like, let's say a supplement manufacturer like SDC yeah. is like, hey, we want to rank for supplement manufacturer. Yeah. But the reality is, is you want to, what they should be ranking for is uh, protein formulator or protein manufacturer or something like that. These people aren't searching supplement manufacturer, but they just assume that that's the right keyword. Are you the type of person that'll be like, hey, um, you know, that's the wrong keyword that you should be searching for? Or is there like a, a tool that they could like show these people what the right keywords are? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And any SEO company worth their salt would start by doing uh, what's called like a competitive benchmark analysis, where you go in and you say, okay, who are the top three uh, well ranked competitors in your space? Where are they getting their traffic? How are they getting their traffic? What are they ranking for? And you build the keyword list off of that. That's the appropriate way Got to it. do it. Um, of course, you'll have clients that um, sometimes it's vanity keywords is what we call them. You know, they just want, they really want to Good rank. looking Indian male. Yeah, That's exactly. what I want to rank for. Exactly, exactly. I think you're number three yeah. already yeah. on that Well, you one. actually get two. <laughs> so yeah, you want to rank for that. Will you actually get a girlfriend off that? Probably not, but you know. I just want the followers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, having hired uh, probably over a dozen SEO companies in the breadth of my career, I always feel like the best ROI determinator is, okay, how many people filled out my contact form, right? How many leads did I actually get? Mm -hmm. Now, do you feel like a lot of people are asking for that? Like um, the result that I care about is I want to get five contact forms a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever their conversion is. At the end of the day, conversion is the ultimate goal. So conversion optimization plays into it. First, you have to define the keywords, what we just talked about. Then you have to optimize your pages. Then you have to do the link building. And then that's when you see the results. But if you don't convert that result, what was it all for, right? So some people it's leads, like you said, contact form. For some people it's a sale. Obviously, if it's e-commerce and there's a checkout page. For some people it's uh, you know getting a phone call, or, you know, and they put certain phone numbers on certain pages, and that's how you define where it came from. So it's just whatever your conversion goal is, you got to make that the final stage of your holistic SEO plan, basically. So I look at SEOs like something that doesn't happen overnight, right? Mm -hmm. It's the infrastructure of your business on your digital platform. You have to constantly build that and make it better. All right, let's talk about things that actually are immediate and fast because, I mean, there has to be some type of solution for this for lead generation that, that works right away, right? Have mm -hmm. you found anything that, I mean, these, they're just working for your customers? Outside of SEO, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now, the first thing that pops in my head would be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. okay. Yeah. Link that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Why do you bring that up? Well, uh, they're just they're growing very rapidly right now. 
um, I want to say it was $26 billion is what Microsoft bought them for it, within just the last couple years. So most people think of LinkedIn as a resume site. Um, most people who are professionals probably have a LinkedIn page. Maybe they put it up 10 years ago. Maybe they keep it up to date. But they just kind of use it as a resume. Uh, once Microsoft made that big investment into them, they've really made a push towards getting uh, influencers, getting people to post content. Uh, you know, they have an advertising platform now, uh, and it's it's really starting to grow. So it's one of the best, definitely the most underutilized platforms on the internet in terms of lead generation and branding, because you can do it organically. Yeah. You can do it for free. Dude, you're, you're a hero on LinkedIn. I mean, what's your experience been? I mean, I wouldn't use the word hero, but you know. Dude, you, yeah. you, you had something go viral recently, right? We posted one of those SEC videos. And you showed me like there were so many people liking it. Well, that you know that that right? actual that one was actually when I uh, gave away the miles to fly somebody home for the holidays. Yeah, that yeah, was the that one. Was, yeah, that, was on that LinkedIn, one. Right? That one went pretty so well. So, what's your experience been? <clears throat> well, when I met Jesse, it was it was interesting because I feel like we've had a different take on it. Not that mine was right or his was right or wrong. It was just I was I I looked at LinkedIn and saw that the organic reach was was there. And for me, it was just, you know, brand building, so to speak, not my personal brand, but just to continuously be out there, people realizing that we manufacture based on the content that, that was being put out organically. And I started seeing how many views versus, I mean, I haven't wasted any time on Instagram or Facebook because it's like, okay, I post something and 42 people saw it. Great. But on LinkedIn, it might be like eight or 9,000 people saw a very similar post. Um, and so I was getting a lot of people that were reaching out either through our contact forms or DMing me saying, hey, you know, I was seeing your content recently and we were just getting ready to, you know, switch manufacturers or we were getting ready to launch a new product and you came to mind because I see you on LinkedIn, you know, can we set up some time to chat? So it was like free, yeah. organic. Right. Um, and then I know when when I met with Jesse, I mean, you were a big believer in some of the non um, organic like DMing. I, you can explain it, but it was a, it was a different take. And it opened my eyes that there's another way to use LinkedIn um, outside of how I was using it. But I'd love for you to explain to people listening because it was interesting. Well, first of all, what you just said is is on point. 100%. That's half of the coin, basically, in my opinion, for LinkedIn. And to your point, whenever you post on Instagram or Facebook, it's so oversaturated now, you get maybe 5% <laughs> visibility, you know, reach. So because everyone posts, there's hardly anyone that has a Facebook or an Instagram who isn't actively posting, right? Yeah, it's the total opposite on LinkedIn, single digit percentages of people who have a LinkedIn will ever post. So if you post something on Instagram and an hour later, no one's seeing it, you can post something on LinkedIn and three, four or five days later, it's still in people's feeds yeah. just because it's starved for content. And that's the opportunity. If you're on there and you're posting content every day or even once a week, you're almost guaranteed to be in most people's feeds constantly. Uh, but the other side of that, what I like to do is use it for prospecting. Um, and it's, basically free because it's not an advertising platform but if you're a premium member uh, and it's depending on the, the the account it's between 20 bucks and 100 bucks a month I think is what they charge for a premium member but it gives you access to a tool called sales navigator and on there it's anyone that you want to get in contact with they're guaranteed to see the message and it's it's not like email or uh, you know where it goes to spam or cold calling they're they're going to see it and you can have a highly refined target so let's say you're um, targeting insurance 
brokers, right? And you want to say, everyone who's an insurance broker in the city of Pittsburgh, I'd love to reach out to this week. You go in Sales Navigator, you type in insurance broker, 100-mile radius of Pittsburgh, go. You get a whole list of them. It's just one click. You just contact all of them. And there's, there's really nothing else like that where you can say, just point out the industry, point out the person, point out the job title. Uh, even you can do things like employee count, revenue amounts, right? You can really refine any audience you want to go after and contact them, send them a message, and they're guaranteed to see it. Interesting. Very interesting. I feel like the only messages I'm getting right now is from like elderly male who's trying to get me to join their MLM community or whatever it is. They're like, how would you like to make extra income outside your current <laughs> you know, position wherever you're at? I get, a, I get a lot of sales, whether it's packaging suppliers or, you know, SEO companies or designers. or yeah. So I get a lot of sales. Do you think they're searching like CEOs of manufacturing plants? Of course, yeah. 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 That's what they're doing. So another question on LinkedIn, I guess, when it comes back to the content that's put on there, sometimes, you know, I've always struggled with this, right? It's like nobody wants to see me or anybody else post constantly about manufacturing supplements, mm -hmm. yeah. right? It gets old, yeah, right? Sure. At the same time, I see people putting things out there where I'm like, that kind of looks like a weekend party Instagram post, like, you know? Uh, yeah. And so have you talked to clients or people that are on LinkedIn and like, what's the, the range of content they want to see? Like, do they, are they okay seeing some more personal content or do they want to just see more business oriented content and articles and, and I think pictures it's more business stuff? oriented. Yeah. It's definitely more business oriented. Uh, one, one good thing about LinkedIn is that they're really, it's not being spammed, you know, like what, what I would just talked about doing, you can only do that if you do it in a, uh, a professional manner. You know, if, if yeah. you're just constantly spamming people about MLMs, you're going to get reported very quickly. Uh, you know, the way I go about it on the message side is just open up a conversation. You know, that's all you have to do on the message side is just try to open up a conversation uh, and, and just make a connection and then let the conversation flow. If you have a very spammy, aggressive message, they're going to report you. And on the content side, to your point, uh, like me, for example, I'll do SEO tip of the week. That's something okay. I do, but that's it's it. Once a week, I'll talk about what I do. And it's, again, it's not sales. What's other content that you're putting on there outside mm -hmm. of what you do? Mm -hmm. What I like to do is I look at what the trending hashtags are. And uh, I don't force it, but if there's something I can add to the conversation, those types of posts. So if, if uh, something about leadership or networking or uh, you know digital marketing, if those, those posts are trending and that people are talking about a certain subject, you can make a post uh, along those lines and use those hashtags. Or you can piggyback on other uh, people's posts and leave comments, because that's another great thing to do, um, is search uh, a hashtag that you have something to do with. Like for me, hashtag digital marketing. And all of the top trending posts, again, since not too many people engage on LinkedIn, you can find these posts that are going wildly viral, hop in with your two cents, give them your professional opinion, right? And then thousands of people will see your con see yeah. your comment. Yeah. And that's another good way to do it. But you definitely want to keep it great professional. Advice. Keep it professional yeah. and keep it focused to what you know. Yeah, and, and the reason I ask that is because I, I see on there, you know, 
and a lot sometimes it's just a, a very good looking woman right and and uh, and I'll, every post is just almost like a selfie or something but she's getting a lot of views and a lot of likes and it's almost feels facebook but you know i always wonder like is there a benefit or is there a strategy that maybe this person's employing that i'm not aware of sounds like you're gravitating just... towards a certain type of profile i think yeah right? no no. <laughs> <laughs> no i just i i can think of a few constantly because yeah, it yeah, always yeah. makes me yeah. wonder like okay on linkedin why is this person getting so much traction on LinkedIn because there's no value outside of the picture they're posting. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it, it's like with anything else. Uh, it depends on who your audience is. You know, if yeah. you're like a very attractive woman that's posting those types of things, sure, you're going to get attention. Or an attractive Indian male. Yeah, or an attractive <laughs> Indian male, you know. You're, but the attention you're getting from that is going to be about that content. Yeah. So uh, you could get a million hits off of that type of post, but is it really people that want to do business with you? Yeah, or is exactly. it just they're okay. attracted to whatever the hell you posted? Yeah. You know, there's a difference. So if you're posting about, uh, you know, how to make supplements and you're very informative about that, you know, you might get you – know, 10% of the volume of the post you're talking about, but who cares because they're all interested in what you do. Yeah, quality over quantity. in your business, yeah. yeah. So I'd much rather get, uh, you know, 5,000 views of people who are interested in how do I do SEO than 100,000 views of people that, you know, just like the picture of my dog that I took, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, totally get it. Yeah. Well, Jesse, thanks for coming on the episode today. Yeah. I think this has been very informative. Yeah. Right, Sean, any other last no, questions? No, no, this was great. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. That was it for today, guys.